When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brought to you by the Mutual Audio Network. With a name like Mutual, it has to be good. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Now Madison was working super hard on a makeup tutorial show. She was teaching smoky eyes to folks out there who really wanted to know. When some freaky deaky science stuff Only understood by nerds Zapped into old radio shows The kind you might never have heard Now she should probably be trying to get out But Madison, she's having fun Living an old time radio life Our explanation is done The Adventures of Sam Spade, Detective. Madison. Madison. Madison! Yes? There you are. I waited for you, Sam. Go ahead, say it. You've been through a tough time, sweetheart. Yeah, well, you didn't make it much easier, did you? Do you think it was a cakewalk for me? What the hell is a cakewalk? You're gonna listen to me. You're gonna sit still, not talk, and listen. Don't you dare talk to me like that. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. When I'm finished, you can say goodnight or goodbye. But first, you're gonna listen to me. Fine. You remember how it started. Yesterday evening, when you told me it was your grandmother's birthday. You were given a party, you said, and you wanted me to come. I tried to beg off being no social butterfly, but grandma would be hurt, you said. So the next thing I knew, there I was at her house, surrounded by two dozen strangers, ten gallons of lemonade, and your grandmother. So, how is it working with my little granddaughter, Mr. Spade? Well, she's only just started temping with me, Mrs. Standish. Grandma Standish. Uh, Grandma Standish. You know, as soon as my regular secretary, Effie, gets back from her two-week vacation... uh... Madison is such a bright girl. Yeah, yeah, definitely from the, uh, little I've seen of her. There you are, Grandma. Hey, I think I'll take this opportunity to get myself something to drink. Oh, that's just fine. There's some lemonade over on the refreshments table. Nothing a bit stronger? Ginger ale? Guess my flask will have to do. Grandma, I'm so happy to see somebody here from my real life. I mean, I'm having fun in these old-timey radio shows, but sometimes I just want to be around people who don't constantly look at me like I've made a nip slip. 
Well, it's good to see you too, Pumpkin. How did you get here anyway? I have no idea. How did you get here? Fuzzy on the deets. You don't think we're dead, do you? I sure hope not. I'm having new furniture delivered next week. Oh, looks like Miss Brent is leaving. Miss Brent? She's such a darling young lady. Rents my spare bedroom. She reminds me of you just without the strapless blouses that show off your... You know. Jeez, Grandma, you make me sound like a skank. I'm sorry, Grandma Standish. She calls you Grandma? Oh, Pumpkin, everyone calls me Grandma. Well, then I'll just have everybody call me Pumpkin. I named you that because you were such a fat baby. So how long are you here for, Grandma? I am sorry, but I have to leave. I have an appointment. Oh, what a shame. Bye-bye. Just when we were going to start playing some games. Did I hear games? I think I have an appointment, too. Take another swig from your jacket pocket. Well, happy birthday, Grandma Standish. Bye now. Bye now. Your attention, please. Everyone, we're going to play some games. Uh, I think I'll stay after all. Oh, how nice. And you brought a gentleman friend. Yeah, yeah. He, this is Marty. How do? Miss Brent sat down and crossed her legs at me. On her left knee, where I would have preferred to see a dimple, I saw a tattoo mark. I'm surprised it wasn't a tramp stamp. We're all aware of how you feel about Lola. Oh, she's Lola now, is she? I thought you were going to shut up. Lola's gentleman friend Marty was a small, stocky guy, all teeth. He had the light stench of a crooked nose, if you know what I mean. Miss Brent, this is Mr. Spade. He's a private detective Madison works for. Temporarily works for. Lola's from Kansas City, Mr. Spade. She's waiting for her husband to return from service overseas. Well, no wonder she dresses like a dumpy best friend from an Apatow movie. She's not trying to get laid. Er, meet nice men. Gentlemen. Meet nice gentlemen. Very smooth. Got anything left in that flask? Lola, where's your husband stationed? Uh, Japan. Yes, he's... Now quiet, everybody. Quiet! We're going to play charades. I'll be the captain of Team A. And, uh, uh, Dr. Burstyn, you can be captain of Team B. We'll both select the members of our teams. And then each of you will write something on a slip of paper, like a quotation or a phrase, the title of a song, whatever you like. Then you act out what you've written all in pantomime. No words can be used. Teams were chosen. I wound up on Grandma Standish's Team A. Slips of paper were handed out to the guests. While everybody was getting settled, Lola Brent came up to me. She pushed a slip of paper into my hand. This is your charade, Mr. Spade. Yeah, but I've got one. She's cheating! She's cheating at freaking charades! Grandma! I seem to recall a young lady who used to cheat at checkers. When I was eight? Please don't lose the charade I gave you. 
And with that, she disappeared into the crowd. I pushed the paper she handed me into my pocket without looking at it. Her gentleman friend, Marty, was out in the center of the floor acting his charade. Uh, quack, 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 quack. He flapped his arms up and down, quacked twice, and... You aren't supposed to talk during charades. You aren't supposed to talk during my narration. Marty quacked, then rolled over on his back. Nobody got it, so he did it again. Quack, 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 quack! Duck? Dead duck! It's a dead duck! (laughs) Oh, isn't that wonderful? (laughs) Team A scores a win there! All righty, let's go on. Uh, Mr. Dead Duck, we guessed you, so will you please get up now? I think he's actually dead. Oh, Oh, man, it's my Applebee's employee Christmas party all over again. Minus the undercooked chicken wings. Marty certainly was a dead duck. I bent to him and his lips were turning blue. Somebody had spiked his last drink with a jigger of poison. One hour later, Dundee and the homicide boys, including the medic, had taken the stiff downtown. No one could identify him. Lola Brent had brought him to the party, but she'd taken a powder. She'd taken a shower? She'd taken a powder. You know, vamoosed. Moose? Splitsville. Taking it on the lamb. It was goodbye, Charlie. Charlie? Who's Ch- I never want to hear another old person complain about the jargon my generation uses. You and Grandma Standish were kind of shaky, so I decided to spend the night on the sofa in the living room. Only used up about three hours of it when I heard the front door open. I figured it was Lola. I got to my feet, crossed to the hall, and found myself staring into the biggest forty-five I ever saw. Where's the duck? Who? Look, we don't want no trouble. You're protecting this juke, okay? All we want is the duck. Try Walt Disney. I should have known they had no sense of humor. The butt of the gun caught me behind the left ear. I don't know how much more sleep I packed away until I felt you shaking me. Sam! Sam, dude, wake up! A couple of guys with guns came into my grandma's bedroom and kidnapped her! Who kidnaps a grandmother?! It's like if Little Red Riding Hood was directed by Tarantino. They they didn't want her. They wanted the duck. Oh, God. Now am I trapped in the movie Howard the Duck? It's a stark reminder that the Marvel Universe isn't always great. I'm fairly certain there's no Howard. Well, thank God. Why do they think anybody wanted to see Leah Thompson having sex with a duck? You know, they have a corkscrew-shaped penis. Um... Wait! We gotta call the police! Now hold on. I forgot there isn't 911 yet. What? Who do I call? We can't call the police, Madison. Not yet. They want the duck. They think Grandma Standish can be used to get it. She's safe for a while. But if we call the police, she's... She's... (gasps) You know, I honestly don't know the rules here. Can I be killed in these old-timey shows or what? So you promised that you wouldn't call the police. I figured it was an out-of-state mob, probably New York... The gunsels who were after the duck must have thought I was the muscle for the juke joint. I wanted to hustle over to Jenny the juke. If she didn't know the score, nobody would. But you insisted on tagging along as my unwelcome shadow. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you hoping to run into Lola? I was hoping not to be anybody's babysitter. Especially not to my own secretary to whom I pay a salary. 
Nobody messes with my grandma. Jenny's place was dark. She led us into the rear. But when I mentioned the duck, she shut down tighter than a clam in December. That metaphor just hit big with malacologists. With your insightful commentary, it's a wonder you haven't managed to find permanent employment. It's blisters, Sam. Blisters, I tell ya. This ain't only the local law. This is the feds. Go away, Sam. My joint ain't jukin' for the duration. Listen, Jenny, there's an out-of-state mob. They put the arm of my secretary here's grandmother. She don't know the time of day. They pulled the wrong feather. I don't hear a word you say, Sam. What are you, deaf? I've had whole conversations in clubs with music so loud, the airport next door complained. They're mixed up in the juke joint grift. You know who they are. Now give me a rundown, Jenny, or I'll tear your ears off. You can't muscle me, Sam. You know why? Because you'll tear my ears off and that's where you'll stop. But that's where they begin. Dude, what's with threatening violence against women? I thought 1940s guys were supposed to be more gentlemanly. Okay, Jenny, okay. One thing, can you get word to them? Maybe. Tell them I've got the duck. I'll deal for the old woman. Wait, we've got the duck? Can you do that for me, Jenny? When did we get the duck? During that brief window when you shut your trap for two seconds. Duck off. I'll try. Go back to your office. If I can throw a little weight. You'll get a call. If I can't, you can come back for my ears. Okay, well, I guess it's different if you're into that sort of thing. And when we got back to the office, I had you on my hands. And that was no rest cure. Are we really just going to sit around here and wait? That about sums up my plan, yes. If it were Lola's grandmother, I bet you'd do something. Now what's that supposed to mean? Did you notice? She walks like a woman, but talks like a man. What? La 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 Lola. Next year, I am not approving Effie's vacation time. Mr. Spade, is it? Jenny the Duke sent me. What's your name? I, I, I'm Randall McCabe, and I'm here to talk about the, um, <clears throat> duck. Good enough. Come into my office. Madison, you wait out here. Oh, hell no! I'm- I said, wait here. Sit down. Thank you. Kindly. Uh, I'm a lawyer, Mr. Spade. I'm here to represent my client. What's his name? Excuse me a moment. Madison, get away from that door. I hate you! At least we can agree on something. You were saying? Um, uh, my client has been led to believe that you are prepared to, uh, um, produce the duck. Is, Is that correct? More or less. What's it worth to your client? My client is willing to trade the old woman for the duck. This town is loaded with old women. All I have to do is walk up and down Market Street. But there's only one duck. Uh, (laughs) there must be a misunderstanding. Then let me put you straight. I've got the duck. Your client wants the duck. He'll get it for 50 Gs. $50,000? But, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the old woman. Uh, uh, aren't you interested in... Now listen, you can do whatever you like to the old woman. Get rid of her, however you want. I don't care. What? What's important is that you want the duck, and I want 50 grand. Ow! Do we play? Well, if you're ready to talk business, we'll, we'll go and uh, talk to my client, Mr. Spade. Sure thing, Randy. Let's go. 
Well, excuse me, sweetheart. I'm going with you. Oh, now wait just one moment. Look here, Madison. You're my secretary. If not in name, then in practice. So you're going to start practicing by staying right here. Try typing something. The typewriter looks lonely. That guy makes me miss working at Applebee's. The lawyer sat up front, and I sat in the back, squeezed between two gonifs. The gun muzzles stuck into my ribs told me all I needed to know about them. Time is hard to judge when you're blindfolded. But there's only one main road out of San Francisco by land, and I know the towns and stops along it fairly well. And I followed you in your car. Yeah, I meant to ask you about that. How is it none of those mooks ever spotted you? I drove for a lift in L.A. for eight months. You don't think I could zigzag through the streets of San Francisco? Doing pickups at LAX alone could qualify me for NASCAR. About 20 miles out of the city, the car turned off the main highway onto a gravel road. Five minutes later, the blindfold came off, but the fog was so thick I still couldn't see much. How do you think I felt? I had to park at the top of the driveway and walk in that fog. It was like stumbling home drunk at 3 a.m., but without the benefit of being numb and not feeling what you're tripping over. The Gunners pushed me ahead of them into a shack that looked like a summer vacation cottage from a Hitchcock film. A sallow, mean-looking little man with a heavily scarred face met us at the door. On his right arm, just above the wrist, was tattooed a small picture of a mallard duck. He glared at me, and then it McCabe. I told you, don't come back without her. Heaven be my witness, Ducky. I, I did my utmost. It, it seems that Mr. Spade is interested in, uh, money. What money? Did you tell him we got the old lady? I did, sir. Uh, I, I'm afraid we've misjudged Mr. Spade. I'm right here in the room, if you hadn't noticed. So you are, Mr. Spade. But in most circles, it's polite to wait until properly addressed. I ain't so formal. All right, you don't care about the old lady. What do you want? Uh, $50,000. Ah, but you're mistaken, Randy. My price has gone up. 50000 now. And another 50 G's when I deliver the duck. A hundred G's is a lot of cash. You can afford it. Randall, bring in the old lady. It's not polite to call a woman old, especially on her birthday. Oh, damn it. And who exactly are you, dollface? Madison! Oh, and Sam! Well, it's high time. Do you two know these men? We were just recently introduced. Did they tell you? I'm going to be a witness. A witness? Yeah, that's right. A witness for the DA's office. And she's been very accommodating. Anything I can do to help. Grandma, why would the DA's office wake you at 3 a.m. and drag you out into the middle of nowhere? On account of the bad men who might hurt me if I testify against them. Seriously, Grandma? You remember the telemarketers and the reason Mom took away your credit cards? She's right. We brought her here because we don't want nothing to happen to such a nice old lady. What did I say about calling her old? It's okay, Pumpkin. Seventy is the new sixty. Relax, Madison. Your grandma can stay right where she is. What now? Sure. My business here has nothing to do with her. You heard him, Randall. There, there, now. Let's go into the other room, Grandma. You even let the bad guys call you Grandma? I'm sorry to cut our visit short, Pumpkin. 
Bye-bye. Sam! Well, Ducky? Okay, a hundred Gs. Paid the way you said. What about my grandmother? Well, hang on to her in case you decide money isn't everything. All right, it's a deal. When you come up with the dough, you know where to reach me. Come on, Madison. Oh, I suppose I'm driving? Unless you want to stay here with your grandmother. Honestly, I don't see how it could be much worse. As you may recall, the drive back was done in complete silence. Yeah, that was because... Which is the way I prefer it. When I wasn't seeing my life flash before my eyes at every hairpin turn or narrow cliffside pass, I happened upon a folded slip of paper in my jacket pocket. It was the one Lola had handed me at Grandma Standish's birthday party when they were passing out the parts for that screwy charades game. I unfolded it and read it over very carefully. The writing was hard to make out, but what I could read of it said, Help me. That man Marty has followed me here to kill me. If I get out of here alive, Maxie's Arcade. So you made me drive to that stupid arcade by the docks just because of Lola? I was trying to get your grandmother back. I thought you were trying to get $100,000. May I please continue? At the arcade, it wasn't long until I spotted a narrow little booth muffled in drapes with a sign over it that said, Salty Hawkins, Tattoo Artist. Look at that tattoo booth. No thanks. Had a bad experience with a tattoo artist at Burning Man. Never agree to a mystery tattoo done by somebody tripping on mushrooms. I was pointing out the designs the guy offers, specifically the one of the mallard duck. Mine is more of a pigeon with an ostrich body. Like the one on Ducky Morton's wrist? Hey, I'm looking for Salty. Yes, sir. What can I do for you, mate? What do you know about the duck? For you or the lady. I don't know about a duck, but maybe you could fix this pigeon. Pull your shirt back down. I'm looking for a duck that's already landed. On the left knee. Looks a lot like your work right there. Well, mate, even if I did know it, I wouldn't be telling strangers about her secrets. All right, where is she? Jeez, you go from zero to 60 in like five seconds. Unless you want me to turn you into a pretzel, Salty. Start talking. I, I, I was going to tell you anyhow. She says to me, she says, if a man comes in... All right, shut up. Where is she? Right in the back room, mate. That's more like it. You put the dick in private deck. Who is it? Spade, open up. Hello, Lola. Finally worked out your charade. Come on in, quick. Hey, I'm here too. Sorry, did you two want to be alone? Were you followed here? With her driving, they'd have to be professional bootleggers to keep up. Since I don't know what that means, I'll take it as a compliment. How much do you know? They want ya, a hundred thousand bucks worth. You tell me why. Oh, she's the duck. Thanks for playing. We've got some lovely parting gifts for you backstage. I like rice aroni. You've seen Ducky Morton? Yeah, let's hear it from you now. Don't believe anything he says. More than a year and he didn't even give me the time of day. But now he says he wants me back? He's a liar. So no soldier husband serving in Japan, huh? Nope. She's a mobster's mall. You lied to my sweet, sweet grandmother who let you call her grandma and then got her kidnapped by a bunch of New York mobsters! You bitch! Now who's going zero to 60? Let go of me! Do you want your grandmother back or not? Yes! Then shut up a minute! Fine! Go on, Lola. I'm taking an awful chance opening up to you like this. The DA people want me to testify, but Ducky wants me dead before I can even make up my mind about it. What was the racket? Juke joints. 
Giving mickeys to servicemen, rolling them. So much for thank you for your service. That's why the feds are helping the DA's office. They arrested hundreds of girls and held them as material witnesses. Only they wanted me most of all. I'd worked the joints, you see, when I was Ducky's girlfriend. I think you'd be only too happy to tell what you know about him in court. I would, but the DA's office say they'll give a girl protection. But how can they? What are you doing in San Francisco? Running away. Had my ticket on a boat, but they was watching the boats. So then I found this room out in Oakland. Grandma Standish was real nice to me. And this is how you pay her back? I never thought they'd find me there. And then Marty showed up. Honest, it was just a Mickey I put in his drink, just like we used in the joints. I never knew it'd kill him. <laughs> now look, Ducky offered me a hundred grand to deliver you. Would you take a chance on me fighting it out with him for half of that? For fifty grand? Where are we meeting him? Talk about zero to sixty. The three of us went back to my place. McCabe's car was parked outside my apartment building where I had a hunch it would be. The two gonefs picked us up at the door, unloaded my hardware, and marched us up the stairs. Ducky opened the door of my apartment and waved us inside. Listen, Ducky, listen, honey, I, I swear I never said a word. Not yet, anyway. What are you trying to do, get me killed? Side effects of what I say may vary. I'd never talk, Ducky, even if they chopped my head off. We'll take up your suggestion later. I got a conference on with Mr. Spade here. Bring the money. I keep my word, Spade. You delivered the duck, okay? The way Jenny gave it out to McCabe was the old lady for the duck. But you ain't got no ethics. Luckily, neither do I. You're gonna kill the duck. Let's just say ain't none of you gotta worry about your next birthday. He wasn't kidding. I've made my play too strong. Oh, you think? But I couldn't change my play now. The wheel was already spinning, and so was my head. I tried to brace myself and waited for the blast. All the single ladies, all the single ladies. Grandma, what are you doing here? Oh, hello, pumpkin. I was just making coffee for these boys. Randall, go help Grandma Standish with that. Oh, here, Grandma, let, let me help you. Thank you, young man. Madison, I'm so glad you got my message. Oh, hello, Miss Brent. Sam, I do love your apartment. Uh, thank you. I hope you don't mind my taking over the kitchen, Sam. It was late and the boys were getting hungry, so I offered to make them coffee and sandwiches. Of course not. Aw, you even cut the crusts off the bread. Mr. Morton... Put that pistol down for a moment and help Sam move this table out into the living room. Oh, uh, sure thing, Grandma. Thank you, sweetheart. Grandma, are you okay? Oh, it's sweet of you to worry. But I've been on my own for seven years since your grandpa died. I can take care of myself. You say that, but then there was the time you picked up all those day laborers at Home Depot. They were waving at me. I thought they needed a ride home. Anything else we can do for you, uh, Grandma? You may need to get some more chairs for when the police get here. What you say there, Grandma? You called the police? Oh, yes. That's where I left you the message. I remembered that you said Mr. Spade is often down at police headquarters late at night, so I phoned there. Oh, you did, did you? What? What did you tell them? 
just that you and the boys were here and that we were about to have some coffee. The officer said he'd just love to come up and join us. And I said, do. And he said he would with some of his boys. Why, I believe that's them now. Oh, I do hope those sirens don't wake your neighbors. <laughs> Let's get you home, Grandma. So that put an end to a very long day and the start to a very long headache. I still can't believe you told those gangsters you wanted money instead of getting my grandmother back. I was by in time, sweetheart. I hadn't quite figured out yet that Lola was the duck. I knew they wouldn't hurt your grandmother. Sure you did. So, you got plans with Lola? As a matter of fact, no. But she's got plans with the DA's office. At least she won't be around my grandmother anymore. You got quite the jealous streak, you know that, kid? Yeah, and you're an alcoholic. Do me a favor, huh? Lose my number. Don't worry, you're already blocked. Sam Spade was a character created by Dashiell Hammett for the Maltese Falcon and was first played on syndicated radio series by Howard Duff starting in 1946. The series ultimately ran on ABC, CBS, and NBC. However, during the Hollywood Red Scare, both Hammett and Duff were removed from the project for being named as possible communists. Before the announcer dude reads the credits, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you left a review. And hey, tell me which are your favorite old-time radio shows, and I'll use your suggestions for future episodes. Madison on the Air is listener-supported. For just $3, you can buy me a mocha latte through ko-fi.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash M-O-T-A. And for more information about the show and the cast, visit our website at madisonontheair.com. Thanks! Madison on the Air was written and produced by Chrissy Talon Sage with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Chrissy Talon Sage. Brand Peacock appeared as Sam Speed. Other actors in the cast were Megan Peacock as Grandma Standish, Alexandra Bartley as Lola, Aaron Stahl as Ducky, Albert Garnica as Randall and Marty, and Laura Christine Elliott as Jenny the Juke. I've been your announcer, Jeremy Sage, also appearing in the role of Salty. Are you in the mood for a good laugh? <laughs> or maybe a good scream? How about some childlike wonder? Or a thought-provoking mystery? Then get your ears ready for a treat, because the Mutual Audio Drama Network presents shows every day for your enjoyment. Each day is a different genre featuring the talents of a huge pool of audio drama masters. Oh, and some clever comedy creators as well. <laughs> Subscribe to the Mutual feed and get them all, or choose the genres you really love. Ooh. You'll find the Mutual Audio Network at all your favorite places, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, EarBuddies, Podcast-O-Rama, Casting Call, Cod past and wherever quality shows are found. Okay, I made a few of those up. Or simply go online to MutualAudioNetwork.com. And of course, it's all free. free. The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Listen and imagine together. Maintaining social distancing, of course.